North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's Dr. Low Radio. Thanks so much for joining me for another show. Uh, this is probably going to be my last live show that I'm going to be doing. I've just started to do some recording of my shows and uh, just be on the lookout for some fun shows coming up. I'm looking to have a cool intro with some music, so all of this is in the works. But for those of you who have listened to my show for the past few years, I'm shifting away from live and doing recorded shows. Um, but I'll, but the benefit of that is I'll still be doing very regular shows. In fact, it will be more regular because <laughs> um, you guys know it's not always consistently every week. So really looking forward to giving you guys some real consistent shows. Um, and, and for the show tonight, super excited for my guest I have. This is uh, an amazing doctor I've wanted to have on my show for years and years. Um, we first talked years ago about being on the show, and so now we've connected and confirmed a date now she's here so very excited to bring her to you guys tonight now i'll introduce her in just a second um for you have for those of you who have done reviews for me on itunes i love you guys i so appreciate it i've been mentioning a little bit more on some of the previous shows and you guys have really come through so that's so awesome um if you guys haven't written a review and you like the show please go ahead and do that um if you don't feel like writing one just do the just do five stars you know I'd appreciate that as well. Um, fill in the love. It all makes me really happy to see that feedback. Um, also, another update, in terms of the Shine Retreat, I'm sad to say I'm going to be postponing it. I actually injured my back about a week ago, and I'm going to be really focusing on just focusing on my health for the next few months. And uh, once that's feeling real strong, then we'll be doing the retreat um, in hopefully the fall. So sorry for that, you guys, but we will be doing one really soon. And um, it's also going to be in Nicaragua, so I'll give you the updates on that as the time the, clo- the time closer comes. Uh, for my show tonight, I have the most amazing Dr. Terry Walls. And um, if you guys have seen her uh, TED Talk called Minding, Mind Your Mitochondria, it's jaw-dropping about her story. Um, it's reached a couple million views at this point. No big deal. Just a couple million people who have seen her story. So, so amazing. And um, she's developed her own um, Walls protocol on reversing uh, diseases using the power of nutrition, the power of food as medicine, which I, you know, I'm obsessed with that, and I've talked about that from the beginning of my show. Um, so just really excited to have her. A little bit of her bio, Dr. Terry Walls is a clinical professor of medicine at the University of Iowa and a staff physician at the Iowa City Veterans Affairs Hospital, where she teaches medical students and resident physicians. She sees patients in traumatic brain injury and therapeutic lifestyle clinics with complex chronic health problems that often include multiple autoimmune disorders. She's well known for her TED Talk called Mind Your Mitochondria, which has 2.5 million views on YouTube, and she's just an awesome lady. So great to have you with us, Dr. Walls. Thanks for joining us on Dr. Low Radio. Great. I am so glad to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Of course. It's so great to finally have you. And uh, I think last time I saw you, we were on a panel together at Paleo FX and talking about something health-related, I'm sure. Um, and I remember I'm in that sure. moment, I, 
Yeah, I remember looking looking to my left and right and just seeing these powerhouses next to me, and I'm like, what am I doing with these amazing doctors and authors and speakers? And it's just, it was a very humbling experience to to be uh, on that panel with you. And um, your 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 story is just amazing. So for those of my guests who aren't familiar with your story, um, tell us a little bit about you know, just just kind of summarizing what you put in your your, sure. my, your mitochondria. Yeah, give a little bit of your story. So, you know, I, I'm a academic doctor, uh, professor of medicine, diagnosed with uh, MS in 2000. And at that time, I, I knew that uh, within 10 years of diagnosis, one half will be unable to work due to severe fatigue and a third have gait disability. So mm-hmm. I, of course, decided to treat my disease very aggressively, uh, seeking out one of the best MS centers in the country. The Cleveland Clinic took the newest drugs, saw their best people, and uh, my disease got worse anyway. Within three years, I needed the tilt recline wheelchair. I was on mitoxantrone. Then I was on that uh, very new exciting drug, Tizabri, and continued to decline. Uh, and that's when um, my conclusion was the best conventional medicine was unlikely to stop my slide into a bedridden and demented life. And so that's when I started to read, study. Uh, I, I studied mouse models of MS and Parkinson's and Lou Gehrig's and ALS and Huntington's and Alzheimer's, all the diseases with shrinking brains. And we began to experiment on myself using vitamins and supplements. And also, I, I would uh, step back uh, a little bit. If we go back into 2002, uh, two years after diagnosis, my uh, MS doctors told me about Lauren Cardane. Yeah, I read his book and uh, uh, all of his papers uh, and decided after 20 years of being a vegetarian, I gave up all grain, all legumes, all dairy, and went back to eating meat. Now, the mm. following year, uh, you know, I was worse. I needed the wheelchair, took chemo, took mitoxantrone, um, uh, took tizabri. So the paleo diet didn't stop my decline. My vitamins and supplements didn't stop my decline, although they slowed the speed of it. And by the summer of 2007, I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine, took their course on neuroprotection, which was sort of tough because by then I was beginning to have some cognitive issues. So um, it was really a big challenge for me to get through that course, really understand it. I added more vitamins and supplements. And then I had really the big aha moment which was I should use this long list now, 20 things that I was taking in pill form, and use that to guide how I would design my paleo diet. Mm. So I, that took more research, of course. Uh, But by the end of December in 2007, I'd redesigned my diet. Uh, And at the end of January 2008, I could see that instead of declining, I was getting stronger. Uh, and within three months, my fatigue was gone. I was able to stop the provigil medicine I'd been on for probably about five years due to severe fatigue. Um, at six months, I called my neurologist and uh, told him I wanted to stop my disease-modifying drugs because I was now walking around without uh, without a cane. And he and I worked out a tapering schedule, and I got off all of my disease-modifying drugs. At nine months, I got on my bike uh, and... Um, I might cry as I tell the story uh, uh, because this is a very emotional moment for me. It's uh, Mother's Day of 2008. I uh, decide I want to try doing a bike ride, and uh, we have a family meeting. My 
uh, family, uh, uh, my wife agrees that, yes, I can do this. So my son jogs in the, tr- in the street. My daughter is going to be along the sidewalk, uh, and Jackie's behind me on the bike. And she says, okay, clear, and, and we start. And I can actually uh, do this. Mm. As, uh, and this was the moment when I, I began to have hope. Because mm-hmm. anyone with a progressive disease, we end up in this place where we uh, um, ex- have acceptance that we have a declining disease. You know, life's going to be difficult, progressively more difficult. And we can take days one at a time. And we accept that. And so I and I'd completely accepted that there would be no recovery, that fun- what my doctors had told me for years, functions once lost when you have progressive MS are gone forever. And I had accepted that. So, and I'd accepted that I would just take life one day at a time. And it wasn't um, until I rode the bike that day mm. that I understood we didn't know what my future lay. And that uh, I began to have hope that, you know, I, I might be able to, um, we didn't know how close to normal my life might become and that my physicians really had no idea. And I had no idea what the future might hold, um, but I was biking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what's really uh, quite stunning is, uh, so this is at nine months, I, I biked around the block, I'm crying, my kids are crying, my wife's crying. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. And uh, at 12 months, uh, I do a 20-mile bike ride uh, oh. with my family. Now, mind you, I did have to stop every five miles, lay down, take a rest, and then get back up and and, uh, uh, do this. So it was a long time to make that 20 miles, but it's like, oh, my God, that was another miracle. And so this would completely transform my thinking about disease and health. It would transform how I practiced medicine. Uh, And I started talking and teaching the medical students and the residents about biochemistry and nutrition and I teach them how to use food to uh, affect the biochemistry of their patients and how to talk to patients about food. And they began to see these stunning results uh, as well. Uh, and, of course, this would uh, – I used to do research into diagnostic error, and, and that was no longer interesting anymore. Um, and so I ended up uh, switching uh, my research focus. I now do clinical trials testing uh, the impact of diet and lifestyle. Uh, and after several years of, uh, of you know, showcasing the research in our uh, annual uh, research week uh, and having these really interesting results in the traumatic brain injury clinic and primary care, uh, and I, I would say watching my partners use drugs in primary care and myself using food, it, it, I'm getting increasingly uncomfortable feeling like my Physicians are not practicing optimal medicine because they're drug-focused, and I'm sure they're thinking I'm being pretty strange because uh, I'm always talking biochemistry and food. I was not surprised when the chief of medicine knocked on my door and said, you know, Terry, we got to pull you out of primary care because uh, I figured people were getting unhappy, and what he was telling me was, we need you to run your own clinic. <laughs> and so uh, it would take about a year and a half to get all everything uh, approved and in, in place so we could begin seeing patients. And so we, we've now have a therapeutic lifestyle clinic at the VA. 
uh, and we're, we're so successful, I'm training more physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have three more clinicians that I'm training. And um, I'm having other clinicians from around the VA coming to see what we're doing. So um, it, it's uh, very exciting. And I, I would say that my uh, profound disability from the MS, I now look back as a really quite profound gift. Mm. I was just going to ask you that. Was was that a gift for you? <laughs> and uh, you answered that for me. So that's that's really yeah, amazing. I and know. It's, yeah. Although, you know, even, even at the time, uh, and this may be true for many people who have uh, progressive illnesses, uh, watching more and more function fade away, I uh, I remember a book that I read by Viktor Frankl, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, mm-hmm. uh, and he had the concept that between every event in your life and your response is a space, and in that space is the choice you make. And the choices we make define our character. And so as I would have to give up stuff, give up stuff, and I'm looking for what's the gift in everything and what is my purpose in life, I had two very young kids, and uh, the the purpose that to me was the most important was raising two children to be emotionally and financially successful. So mm-hmm. as, as I would become more disabled, I'd be like, okay, um, the gift is... I can still model uh, resilience that I get and go to work. Life's not fair, but you you do the best you can anyway. And life's not fair, and you're going to have to have chores. My, I remember my ten-year-old daughter complaining bitterly about having to do the do the laundry and set the table. And I'm like, "Yep, it's not fair." You have, to. and she'd say, "You know, none of my friends do this. None of my friends know anything about uh, dishwashers or." Um, a washing machine or a dryer, and you know, so she's in a ten-year-old rant, and I'm like, "Yep, yep, totally not fair," but you know, it's not fair. I have MS. It's not fair. I I can't stand anymore, and uh, you have to do the laundry. I can't. Hmm. And then, in the ten-year-old voice, she goes, "Mom, I'm sick and tired. It's like you are glad you have MS so you can lecture me about life." I said, "Well." I'm not glad, but I'm your parents, and I do have to lecture you about life. <laughs> and, and so Zeb and I, Zeb who's now 21, she and I laugh about that. Um, but I, I think uh, those people who can find the gift in our life circumstance and our, in our uh, illness experience have a lot more res- resilience and uh, a lot better ability to cope with those changes and those challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you certainly turned your pain into purpose and you're paying it forward and empowering other doctors to see this. And um, my my love for nutrition has been since I was a kid, long, long ago. Um, I fell in love with some of the work of um, Dr. Furman years and years ago. I loved it. There was so much of a uh, focus on on vegetables, just pounds of veggies, and I loved that. But one of the pieces that I felt was missing was some of those good fats from animal sources. Um, mm-hmm. And from what I know about your protocol, it, you're using so much of these veggies and these, you know, the rainbow diet, right? And so it's very yeah, um, absolutely it's a plant-centered kind of paleo, right? Which, so when people ask you, what's, yeah. what's the Walls protocol versus paleo, how do you answer that for them? So um, 
what I did as I was creating my protocol, I used uh, the scientific research, uh, animal models, human models. What were the identified vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fats that science says brain cells need? And then I said, okay, where where is that in the food? And so I designed my diet based on the available science in 2007, and then I keep tweaking it, you know, as I monitor the science. And then I do this other radical thing known as measurement uh, mm-hmm. to say that, okay, if these are the things that are really important, does my dietary rules let you easily make sure you get all that stuff? Mm-hmm. And uh, as I look at all of the uh, uh, physicians writing about about food recommendations, I'm like the only one who intentionally designed a protocol based on nutritional needs of brain cells and, and mitochondria and then tested and verified that the claims I make about nutritional quality are actually true. Hmm. And I'm humble enough to say, you know, I might not have it right, but and but this is how I thought about it, how I test it, and this is what I'm going to monitor and tweak as we go along. Mm-hmm. So the big picture is I want to have six to nine cups of vegetables uh, in the greens, the uh, deeply pigmented cat- category, and the sulfur category, and I'm really chasing three groups, the cabbage family, onion family, and mushroom family, because they do very specific, all those foods do very specific things in how our cells work, our mitochondria work, how we uh, process and eliminate toxins that are just really, really good for us. All that vegetable material feed the bacteria, the microbiome, all of that vegetable material also speaks to our genes and, and shifts our genes on and off in a more favorable way. So it, it, it's doing, porting better health in many, many different ways for us. Uh, so that, that's why I think it has such a profound impact across so many disease states. My, my physicians used to get crazy, mad at me, because I'd say, this fixes everything as long as you're alive. Um, and then... As people started coming through my uh, uh, lifestyle clinic and my referring physician saw that that was really true, that we have such a wide variety of mental health, neurological, medical problems that stabilize, improve, and regress as people embrace the things we teach. Mm-hmm. More and more physicians are uh, coming to visit, see what we're doing, and uh, trying to figure out how to emulate uh, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious when you when you went this route and you were on a long list of supplements and things. I'm sure just handfuls of pills, and you decided to get mm-hmm. the most out of diet that you could get. Did you just forego the the supplements altogether? Were there some things you found well, you couldn't get in your diet and you wanted to keep doing? So, I, I want to tell all the listeners, uh, neuropathic pain is a big part of my MS. So early on, when I made the transition, I'm you know like oh my god, biking 20 miles, like maybe I don't need this stuff. So I stopped half my uh, supplements. My uh, neuropathic pain turned on in a horrific way. I, mm-hmm. I went back on my supplements, got the pain off, and then became much more cautious about very slowly testing to see what I could remove and what I couldn't uh, safely remove. In our, I, you know, I went through a very, very slow, gradual process on simplifying my approach. Mm-hmm. In our lifestyle clinic, 
we emphasize food and have a very, very small targeted supplement uh, regimen that we put people on and then really personalize it based on their uh, family history, their medical problems, and their lab values. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really think that's uh, the way to go. I have many, many people say, so what's the list of stuff that I take? And it's, it's far more important to get the food and then personalize what are the few things that you might need based on family history, your medical issues, and your yeah. previous environmental exposures. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so great because, I, I mean, as an owner of a clinic and I see patients, you know, daily, there's just so many times patients come in and, and, and just want, you know, want the supplements or want the pills. Want you that know. cocktail. Yeah, they want that cocktail. And mm-hmm. thankfully, most of my patients, they want the food first. Most of them have listened to the show and they, they you know, that's their philosophy. So I'm very, very lucky in that way. Um, but I love what you said is that the, the – with nutrition, it's doing more than just giving you a vitamin or mineral, right? It's feeding the bacteria, like you said, the microbiome. And that's just, I mean, we are just scratching the surface on our awareness and knowledge about the power Mm -hmm. of the microbiome, you know? And um, I love that. Yeah. It's a very complicated interaction. At first, um, as I recovered, I thought I was fixing uh, micronutrient deficiencies. Mm -hmm. And now I realize that was probably a very minor component. Much bigger was probably... Uh, shifting how the epigenetics were on, shifting the microbiome, and having some impact on my nutrient deficiencies, yes. Mm. But uh, I'm sure it's a, it was the impact of the whole comp- complex net of biochemistry, hormones, microbiome, epigenetics that was being uh, impacted uh, by that change. Give us a, a kind of a spotlight snapshot of a day in the life of Dr. Walls. What's like a normal day of what you might eat, you know, for your meal? Okay. So I'll sort of give you the, the day of my routine. I will uh, get up between 5 and 5.30. Um, I will uh, do my exercise routine half an hour to an hour, depending on what's going on that day. Um, there'll be a 10-minute uh, uh, or so heart math or meditation in that sequence. I will make my morning uh, ketogenic kind of smoothie with some uh, uh, phosphatidylcholine, uh, uh, essential uh, fatty acids, water, uh, and uh, cinnamon, a variety of spices, cocoa, and uh, purple or black uh, berries of some type. Zip all that up. It becomes like a deep magenta. If you don't drink it quickly, it Mm -hmm. reverts back to the cocoa color. And I'll right. put in some uh, collagen or gelatin in there. So uh, that's what I have uh, for my breakfast. Um, and I go off to work. I carry my heart math monitor with me. And throughout the day, I will stop and uh, do a little meditation, a gratitude meditation, put on my heart math, and get into the green zone. I try to do that. Uh, the goal is five times a day. Uh, probably realistically, it's three times a day that I, that I get that in. I'll come home. And I'll have another uh, 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 essential fatty acid uh, smoothie, uh, take a few more of my uh, vitamins. Uh, and in the evening, it's instead of adding berries, I'm adding greens. So I usually have, if people see the pictures in my uh, Facebook, they'll see that I usually have a green smoothie in the evening. Um, and then I'll have a plate full of vegetables uh, and uh, some meat 
Um, and so it's usually two plates of vegetables and uh, four to six ounces of meat uh, a day. Uh, and people are like, how do you get nine cups of vegetables in? What they don't realize is in those smoothies in the morning and in the evening um, I, is a lot of vegetables and greens that, are, that get blended in to all of that, uh, mm-hmm. plus my two plates of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have any grain, there's room for lots of vegetables. And I'm a big lady, and I'm six foot tall. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty easy. Uh, people who are small, petite, uh, like Jackie, my wife, 5'2", you know, she's going to have more like four to six cups of vegetables. And my daughter, who's really petite, uh, you know, uh, is probably much more in that four to six cup range as well. Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, in the evening, I will uh, listen to binaural oral beats. Uh, and I will uh, do a deep sleep uh, meditation with binaural beats for uh, 15 to 30 minutes uh, just as I'm getting into bed. Uh, shut off the light. You know, and I've discovered since adding that binaural beats, uh, the quality of my sleep has greatly improved. Mm-hmm. You know, And when I, uh, uh, to my advantage or disadvantage, I accept a job that's a little higher pressure, a bigger administration. Um, and so I, I've had some health consequences from increased stress. And when I saw my functional medicine doc, uh, she said, you need to uh, do a better job with your sleep, and you're going to have to add stress-reducing practices throughout the day. So that's why I added the binaural beats and the heart math. And, and so far, uh, those were spot-on recommendations for me. Wow, so you notice a big shift. I love that because it's more than just the the, the, the diet piece, which is the, huge and, and life-changing. But like you said, you know, you increase more of your stress and you had to make some, some shifts. So that Correct. really is... Very inspiring to me because that's something I, I believe I could I could add in as well. Um, well, and I'm uh, maturing. I'm you know mm-hmm. we'll be 61 this year, and it's like okay, I, um, I, I'm not as resilient as I was earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I experienced some health challenges, um, uh, fortunately my wife said, you know, you really go see, need to go see Dr. Buchkin again and uh, get a mm-hmm. tune up. Yeah. It's always yeah. great to have and that. So and it to was, not treat yourself, right, real. necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you treated real. yourself, and that was miraculous, but uh, it's always nice to have that other other set of eyes on it. So I'm, so I'm curious, did you are you doing, like, two meals, or did you did you mention a lunch so, that you're doing? Um, yeah, so it's called water. So okay. uh, I do two <laughs> meals a day. And uh-huh. uh, sometimes, um, I, you know, twice a year, I like to do a three-day water fast. Uh-huh. So I'll be coming up, having, trying to figure out when I'm going to, fit that in, um, and I will periodically do like a 16-hour fast. The reason I do the 16-hour fast and the uh, three-day fast is fasting uh, drives up uh, nerve growth factors, uh, increases uh, the uh, efficiency of the mitochondria we have, it increases the number of mitochondria we have, it will also increase growth factor, uh, increases uh, the preservation of muscle. Uh, mm. So it does a lot of favorable things. You could probably take this out to seven days if you want, but that seems a little long to me. Uh, so th- three days is very comfortable. Um, and during the winter, I will be, you know, I'm in ketosis, and that feels very comfortable. 
uh, as spring comes and my berries come in, you know, the strawberries and our raspberries and our blueberries, I will say it's summer. And um, I'll probably still eat two meals a day, but on the weekends um, and during the week, I'll have our berries uh, and I will feel okay about being out of ketosis. Mm-hmm. But during the winter, I, I like to be in ketosis uh, pretty clearly for at least three months, uh, up to six months. But when my berries are in, I'm ready to be back in the summer. <laughs> I love that. It's just that seasonal aspect to your your mm-hmm. nutrition, mm-hmm. which you know we're designed to, to eat that way. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah. You know the the other thing I like to do, and I um, and I started keeping a spreadsheet. How many different plants do I eat? Uh, in a year in terms of species. Mm-hmm. And the goal was to be sure that I got up over 200, uh, which really opened my eyes to uh, this requires some intentional effort on my part. So it's right. added to being willing to have uh, a wider variety of teas, a wider variety of spices. If I see a new vegetable or a new kind of mushroom in the uh, grocery store, like, oh, my God, i got to try that out so I could you know, get another uh, new species in my diet. Mm-hmm. What about uh, are are there any specific veggies um, or mushrooms that you recommend to add in? Maybe some cool discoveries that you've had that you really love. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, as I'm uh, looking at the literature, scanning that all the time, see what's going on. I I'd really liked mushrooms because there's a long history of medicinal use, and I know that they contain something called beta uh, uh, glucans, which is a nice primer of a, a very healthy immune system uh, to rebalance against autoimmunity and make us more vigorous against infections. Very helpful. But now there's uh, some very nice literature that a mushroom called lion's mane mm-hmm. stimulates the production of nerve growth factor, which helps my brain repair itself and maintain itself and build new synapses or new connections. Mm-hmm. And now that you know I'm in that uh, maturing part of my life, I'm very attentive to, like, man, I want to keep my brain in good shape as long as I can. So I am very into lion's mane mushrooms. They're they're quite tasty. You can also uh, get lion mane mushroom powder, and so I now add a teaspoon of that uh, to my smoothie every day. Um, So that's uh, a fun discovery. And uh, I appreciate fermented foods. I've, I've learned that all of the probiotics that you and I advise to our patients are really derived from species that we can uh, cultivate or extract from fermented foods, which is how they avoid having to do those multimillion-dollar FDA approval uh, studies. So we could get these you know, uh, nice probiotics or high-cost probiotics, or we could you know, make our own ferments and eat them. Uh, and probably get many more billions of uh, and a greater number of different species of live cultures indoor gut by eating fermented foods. Mm-hmm. Once I learned that, it's like, okay, I need to ferment you know, more different kinds of foods and have ferments every day. So I make fermented uh, kefirs, uh, yogurts using coconut milk, nut milk, and all sorts of fermented vegetables. Uh, and so I usually have some fermented vegetables in fermented uh, nut, uh, milk, kefirs kinds of things in the uh, refrigerator or on the counter brewing. And that's been a, a really fun thing to discover. And mm-hmm. it's a fun uh, family kind of activity to be doing. Yeah. Wow. 
it's great. And such a great example too for your your daughter as well to see to see her mom taking care of herself like that and that, that translates for sure into her life mm-hmm. as well. It's beautiful. You know, it, it, um, it's funny my my daughter was saying that, you know, when she's talking to some of her friends about their food concepts, she's laughing says, you know, I hear you coming right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And she's oh, playing her friends. Cute. I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's pretty high praise, really. That must feel pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah, that is wow. pretty cool. That is cool. Um, Dr. Walls, we just, like, flew through the show, and I know that we were keeping it a, a little bit briefer. Is there Are there any, any you know, parting words, any tidbits, anything, you know, if you want to get on your soapbox and speak to people listening? Well, um, what would you like to say? Uh, so a couple things. Uh, grow more of your own food. Forage. Uh, there's lots of edible foods, wild foods, uh, but use uh, uh, some sites to be sure that you, you know the actual species before you consume them. Uh, uh, but growing your own food makes it more affordable. Cooking makes it more affordable. Um, you re- I encourage people to pick up my book because there's so much more information about all the many things you can do beyond food and a deeper understanding of why I've recommended these specific foods. So uh, certainly pick up my book. Go to my website. We have lots of programs and courses to help people learn and have more support to implement these concepts. And we are recruiting for a clinical trial comparing people with uh, multiple sclerosis who have fatigue, uh, either with the original Swank diet or uh, the Walls diet, uh, and to see if there's uh, a difference between the two, which one is better, or are they both equally good at reducing fatigue. Uh, And that... um, uh, I'll send you the email link, uh, so we have that, but it's Catherine with a C, hyphen Chenard, C-H-E-N-A-R-D, at uiowa.edu. Okay. So Catherine hyphen Chenard at uiowa, and we'll get you screened to figure out uh, if they might be eligible uh, and uh, what the study's all about. And hopefully we have some people who would like to uh, try that out. That's great. Dr. Walls, I appreciate you so much, and, and just thank you so much for going through what you went through and doing the work and, uh, you know, just really fighting for your health and in, in continuing to ask questions. And, uh, you know, you've obviously made a huge change in your life, but it's, I mean, it's, it's reached thousands, millions of people. <laughs> Technically, if you look at the numbers, millions of people have heard your story. So I just really acknowledge you for doing that and um, just being an inspiration. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. You're the bomb. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I, I am well, so, so fortunate. Yeah, you really are. And and also, too, having that perspective of seeing the meaning in the midst of all of it, too. Uh, that's that's the real power, I think, is that mindset. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. hope to see you. Are you going to be at, at Paleo FX or any of the other events coming up? Um, you know, I will not. And, and the okay. reason I'm not is uh, uh, I'm full-time with the VA and the U, and I speak so much now to uh, CME and medical conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, the VA is getting sort of tired of all the leave that I'm taking, so I'm having right. to be uh, a little more selective. I've decided to prioritize speaking to clinicians because uh, I think I can get great. the word to uh, more people by making that choice. Absolutely. Yeah, you're empowering the doctors who can then do the work. That's that's a very effective way to do that. Um, 
Awesome. Well, I hope to see you at some point soon. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, hopefully, yes. And uh, next spring, we just got word uh, on the pub date for my new book, uh, which will be a cookbook on April 4th. So uh, maybe next next spring this time I can come back and uh, uh, let people know what we're doing with that book. That'd be fun. Be really fun. Awesome. Well, you enjoy the rest of your evening and um, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we'll we'll talk real soon. Thanks for joining us. Great. Thank you very much. Good night. Now you're so welcome. Good night. All right, you guys. That's the show. Definitely go and check out um, Dr. Wall's website, TerryWalls.com. That's T-E-R-R-Y-W-A-H-L-S. Dot com, and definitely check out her book as well. I uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show, being loyal listeners. And um, if you love the show, please write me a review. I would love it. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll check you next week. Bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.